This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. And this week's episode is Reading Signals. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, eight things long-term couples do, and a new study shows that 70% of singles want a serious relationship. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one guy who wants to know how to strike up a convo with a stranger, and another who wants to know if she needs to tell her new guy that she's sexually active with someone else. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? Well, as you may know, Laura, I recently had my first sty eye. Uh, yes, she showed up at a screening that Nick was doing. Oh, I don't know if you guys have watched yet, but <laughs> there's the new Headgum East web series that Nick worked for on for like two years, and it just went up. Um, I don't know. You can find it on like Headgum's YouTube page. Yeah. Anyways, we, he did a big screening where we showed all the episodes and Angela shows up and I'm like, just so happy to see my best friend. She texts me, uh, I am coming. And I was like, good. Can't wait to see you. I was like, in my head, I'm like, I never thought you weren't going to come. Like you have to come. Uh, and then, and then like at the end of the night, she's like, can you see my eyes fucked up? <laughs> And I was like, well, now that you say it, though, like, I didn't notice. But now, like, if I'm looking really hard, the right one, was it the right? The left one looks uh, a little bigger. My left eye was significantly bigger than my yeah, right. I was like, the right one looks a little bit. Yeah, the right one looks a little bigger. My left, you're right. And uh, um, so that's why she almost didn't come. But I didn't <laughs> yeah. know the backstory when she was like, I am coming. I was like, I never knew that you w- maybe weren't. <laughs> that morning, I took a photo of myself <laughs> just in case I would have to send it to you with like the ultimate excuse <laughs> That I look like a bee stung my face you and then I had an allergic reaction. You should have just showed up with an eye patch. I know. Well, my doctor. So I, I did. I ran to City MD and he was like, yeah, it's just a sty. All you can do is like do a compress. But he was like, you can go to Dwayne Reed and buy these like eye patch things that you put in the microwave. <laughs> so I did have an eye patch, but I only wore it at home. Um, but so I at first I wasn't able to put makeup on it. And I like came home and I looked insane and Ian just kept like staring at me and being like, oh, oh. And I was like, what, what, you like this? And he was like, it looks kind of cute. You look really goofy. And I was like, that's not, you're not helping, right? I know you think you're being nice, but like I look ridiculous and you saying anything different is just making me mad. I love it. He like, I mean, I guess it's cute that he, you know, sees you at your quote unquote worse, which it, you know, and <laughs> And still thinks you're adorable because you're his cute little fiance. But then he admitted to me that when he was on Birthright years ago, uh, he had a crush on a girl with crossed eyes. So I think this is just a thing that he has that I didn't know about. And finally, for the first time, I understood why he gets offended when I'm like, I love chubby guys. Because him being like, (laughs) I like girls with fucked up eyes. I'm like, I don't want to be that girl. I want you to like me because I'm hot. Not because I have a weird face. But... (laughs) whatever i'm over it <laughs> i get it i get it now I, I see both sides yeah um I, I i think it's cute that he liked you even when you had your weird tiny puffy eye and um and also i i understand how you're like no i want you to tell <laughs> right. me that it's better when my eyes are normal right but uh, at least i know no matter what uh he ian will always appreciate my face yeah so that's 
good to know. And luckily it did go away. Great. So he will not be tested to see how enduring that love can be. I can be. vouch your eyes look fantastic. Back to normal. Both are of normal size. They're of equal size. They match. All I want is for them to match. Uh, but yeah, I'm feeling good. Uh, how, how's your week? It's good. I've been doing like a ton of double dates with other families. And really? yeah. And uh, and that's fun. The The hard part is, is that not only do I have to have like a friend that, that I like, like, a, you know, the wife, the mother. Right. Uh, our babies have to get along. And right. then Nick needs to get along with the husband. So like that's, it used to just be like, okay, the husband's got to match up. The wife's got to match up. Uh, but now it's the babies need to like care about each other too. That's so many boxes to check. I feel like it's impossible. So impossible, right? So we've been doing a lot of like double dates with families and like it's going pretty good. But like, you know, I guess at this age, it's not like the babies are like, you know, playing house together and like, you know, building right. blocks and whatever. They don't have do. to have a ton in common. Exactly. Pretty much. <laughs> they just need to like maybe not like poke each other's eyes out. Right. But still, there are like certain babies that like Rilo will gravitate towards. So I don't know. Just, you know, I just want to put that out there. It's like it's been fun, but also yeah. kind of stressful. Have a you, lot of boxes. Have you found that one golden unicorn family that? That checks all your boxes for you? I did go to Dumbo yesterday with two families and like and I I love both of the moms and like Nick gets along with both of the guys and like the babies get along with the second family because they're they're born on, on the same day. The yeah. other family's baby is like a year older than Rilo. So he's just like not quite compatible. No, they're like they're kind of on like different pages. Okay. Is, <laughs> I see. I mean, listen, <laughs> can't get along with everybody. No, can't Maybe get along with everyone. Rilo just isn't feeling the vibe. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, if I would say like, you know, go on as many double dates as you can now, Angela. Yeah. While you don't have to have like a third box to check. That does. I mean, I don't even stressful. know. You might not even want to have kids. I'm like, that was presumptuous. Of me I mean, I don't know either. So. Yeah, you don't know either. But <laughs> that's why I love seeing you be the guinea pig for all of this. I for am. all of us. I me am. and the listeners. You are guinea pig. I'm trying. All right. We are going to jump into what's in the news. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Candid. Did you know your teeth move as you get older? And if you want to get your teeth fixed, the last thing you want is to wear braces. That's why we are happy to tell you about Candid, the clear alternative to braces. Angela, is this like something that you're concerned about before your wedding at all? I mean, you have good teeth, though. Straightening my teeth? I mean, sort of. I But I get how like – so when I was younger, I dated a guy that had adult braces, and it made his life very difficult. He was very self-conscious about it. Some people just can't work. You know, some people can work it. Some people can't. Some people are Gwen Stefani and they can wear braces exactly. as adults and but, look good. But for some people, it just makes them insecure. So I think that this is a really cool alternative to that. So tell us about it. Okay. So Candid has an orthodontist who is licensed in your state to create a treatment plan for you. And Candid only uses experienced orthodontists. They even create a 3D preview of what the final results are like. Once you approve your 3D preview, Candid creates custom clear aligners that will be sent directly to you. That means no hassle of having to go into an orthodontist's office. Candid costs 65% less than braces. You can save thousands of dollars and have straighter, brighter teeth in an average of just six months. I do want brighter teeth, so that appeals to me very much. 
Very cool. Of course, why would you not want brighter teeth? Everyone does. Uh, you are one step away from getting straighter, brighter teeth. Learn more at candidco.com slash single and use code single at checkout to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash single, code single for $75 off. Angelo, what have you been reading about in the news? So Bustle uh, wrote about what experts say it takes for long-lasting couples uh, – to what the eight things that long lasting couples have to do together to oh, like stay together. This is great. Tell us just eight things. All right, let's run through them. Okay, so this is by Christine Felizar, and she says number one, share a bank account. An, extra, an extraordinary amount of divorcing couples have their finances separate and always have, which is actually probably convenient if you're divorcing. This is true. I will say, uh, Ian and I don't share a bank account yet. But we plan to eventually. Yeah, that's fine. Nick and I didn't combine bank accounts. Actually, maybe we did it when we were engaged. But like, it was like right around when we were like about to get married, and then when we were married. Right. Um, why is it? Because they think they have like one foot out the door. Like they're like, maybe we'll get divorced. Like so maybe, let's, maybe it's like keep it easy. Self fulfilling prophecy a little bit. It's funny because there's a couple that I know that like is always kind of fighting like in my mommy group, and uh, and I'm like, oh, that's just like. That's just like how they are. It's kind of it's kind of cute. But then, you know, we kind of open up about finances and she's like, oh yeah, no, I like have totally separate finances. Like this is my money. That's it. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, mm. so then I heard, then, you know, yeah, so hearing this, this, I was like, hmm. They interviewed a divorce lawyer and yeah, she says, I believe these people never really fully committed to the relationship and always have one foot out the door. There you go. So there you go. All right. What else? Uh, number two, go away together. Couples that travel together, stay together, going on vacations together helps build strong emotional memories that will bond you together. That's... Thank God I have a 17-day trip coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do not have that, but Ian and I travel for, Ian's very into traveling. So. You just went to Italy. You're good. Yeah, we just went to Italy. We're great. Uh, some we we also just went to Florida and had a free stay where the guy tried to sell us a timeshare thing. So we didn't go for that, but we do. We did reaffirm that we plan on traveling a lot together over the coming years. Did you at least get the free dinner when they pitched you the timeshare? We only got like two free nights in a hotel, but I guess I can't complain about that. No, that's good. nice. But that, yeah, it was like no, not good food. It was like free hot dogs. I was like, no, oh, thank you. Gross. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> okay, number three, hold hands. This might sound cheesy, but a simple gesture such as holding hands is something long-lasting couples do and never think twice about. I always appreciated this about Nick because he always tries to hold my hand. A little less now that we have the baby because he's like got a stroller or right, whatever. Right, your hands are probably full. Yeah, but... But he always wanted to hold my hand. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, I want my hands myself. And he <laughs> would get, like, kind of upset about it. And now I'm just – I love it. And I I think it's great. I do think that that's a good sign that you're with the right person because something about just, like, physical contact with Ian calms me down. I always say he's, like, my therapy dog. And I've never had that with anybody else. <laughs> like, I literally will just, like, put my hand on his head. And I'm like, I feel better. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. He is your therapy dog. He's my therapy dog. Uh, number four, make time for sex. Scheduling sex may not seem like the sexiest thing to do, but life gets busy. We, why do we hear this so much recently? Angela? It must be true because we hear it constantly from many different sources. It might not feel sexy, but yeah, you need to put sex on your calendar. Makes sense to me. 
Uh, number five, date each other. One thing that sets long-lasting couples apart from everyone else is that they keep dating each other. So you just got to keep doing new things. Yeah, make I like things that. interesting. Number six, listen to each other. They don't just wait to talk, but listen to understand. They ask questions that show they really care about each other's inner and outer worlds. Um, yeah, I could... This is why I'm making the effort to put my phone away whenever I'm in conversations with Ian, like oh, over dinner smart. and stuff, so that I am present and listening. Yeah, Nick gets really annoyed. And I'm like, even when I'm like, I can hear you, I'm listening, <laughs> and I'm doing this other thing, he gets really... I'm just able to hear many people at once. Yeah, he gets like really down and like, and I could just tell he kind of just feels like, oh, my partner doesn't care about me. So I'm trying to do the same thing right. too. And I think when you are in a long-term relationship, you get a little more comfortable, so you're... you're you start taking out the that, phone. Right. Because you're like, I would never do that on like a first date. That'd be rude as hell. Exactly. But like after I've been with someone, I'm like, look, bro, I got, I want to know about your day, but like I got like shit to do and emails to check. And right. I've been with like a baby all day or I've been working all day and I haven't looked at my phone, you know? Yes. Uh, number seven, communicate openly and honestly. Honest communication validates the trust that you have for each other. Um, seems pretty basic. And then finally, number eight, Choose each other every day. On one hand, you'll always have someone there for you, but on the other, you can't really be selfish anymore. I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on the last three. Like the last yeah. three were kind of like obvious. It's like, listen, communicate, choose each other. Whereas I feel like the first, they should have just done like five things that long lasting couples should do together. Cause I feel like the first five were really interesting and helpful. And yes. then I was like, yeah, duh, you got to give me the last three are a little more abstract. Yeah, you know? it's like, okay. All right. Why'd you have to do eight? Just do five. Right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm hating Maybe on Maybe they get paid per word. Per word. There you go. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, half of that list was very informative. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> all right. You want to know what I've been reading about? Yeah. So eHarmony, their publicist actually sent me this. And I was like, this is interesting. I'm going to talk about it on the podcast. So a new study announced by eHarmony has found that 70% of singles in America are looking for a serious relationship as opposed to casual relationship. So this might be interesting to people that are like, oh, everyone I meet online just wants to like hook up. But apparently, you know, seven out of 10 people are looking for something serious. That's that's a lot. This was um, based on a poll that eHarmony did themselves. So... The study was conducted by Harris Interactive. I'm assuming eHarmony must have paid for it, though. Okay. They interviewed 1,000 Americans, non-eHarmony, straight, and LGBTQ users aged 20 and older who are single and sexually active and identified the most desirable factors in a potential partner. Um, so I'll tell you some other findings. Yeah. So the most desirable personality traits are honesty and kindness, followed by a sense of humor and then physical attractiveness. So that's interesting, right? Third, not number one. Yeah. Um, although not as important as exuding character traits like honesty and kindness, the data showed that those who work in caring professions are seen as more desirable. So like, you know, doctors, nurses, teachers, firefighters, if you love your job, make sure to have it on your dating profile. People want people want a sweet, honest little, you know, Nurse or firefighter. <laughs> exactly. Um, men value physical attraction more than women, 47% to 22%, while women prize kindness and honesty more than men. So that's hard, kinda... hard to get that from a profile, though. True. Kind of a bummer in the study to find out, but whatever. That's yeah. just, you know, you judgmental men. Yeah, well, but no surprise there. Yeah. Um, millennials, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have a lot of male listeners. Um, <laughs> but be less shallow, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Care if people are nice. 
Uh, also, I, th- I feel like it's one of those things like maybe at first physical attraction gets people, but then if, if you don't, nobody wants to date a, a dick. Right. You know, if, if the girl's like, you know, not so nice. Right. I feel like it's not going to work out. All right. Millennials appear more interested in partners who like spending nights in while older generations are more interested in meals out. Oh, like spending nights in. Sorry. Oh. Um, not spending the night, but like spending nights in. So like cooking, cooking from home, cooking together, watching a movie. Although I would say like, don't do that. Like in the first couple dates, like. Right. But you, I do you get don't the, know. I you do, don't know who this person is. I understand the desire to want to do that because ultimately that's what we're all, we're going through the motions so that we can eventually have somebody to just like be lazy with, I think. Yeah. But you can't, you can't rush that's going out stage. For sure. Uh, this is my favorite thing they found in the study. People that own dogs are seen more desirable because they're oh. seen as already comfortable, you know, and like dependable and comfortable with dependence. Plus, it's a great way to kind of have a dog, but have no responsibilities for the dog. That would be a big appeal for me. What do you I, mean? Oh, like, where oh, I'd be like, if, if you date, I, somebody if with I a date dog? you, you know, before we get really serious and it becomes more of my responsibility, but just in the beginning, it's like I can come over and play with the dog and I can walk the dog with you, but then I get to go home. You know, it's like it's being an aunt. It's like, it's like when I visit Rilo and I get to have fun with him, but then I don't have to like change his diaper. Exactly. You know, um, you ho- just hope that it's a good dog. Well, yes. And not one, remember we got a listener that wrote us a while ago that was like, I love my boyfriend's dog, but like I don't want it sleeping in the bed and like licking my face. So if you are the dog owner, just know that like, yes, this person might like you more because you have a dog, but like that doesn't mean they necessarily want that dog like slobbering all in its face and like sleeping in bed with you. Yeah. And break out the vacuum every now and then because they shed. Exactly. (laughs) All right. That is, that's it for the news segment. That's those are the most interesting things I found in the study. Very interesting. All right, it's time to jump into our mailbox. So first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Brooke Linen. Make your home beautiful. It's the ultimate form of self-care. You know, it makes an impression. Your sheets, your bed, your home, it does. Angela and I, we tell the story a lot. But we went back to, to California together, and she met a guy that I had you know, hooked up with in college. And the first thing he said to me was like, oh yeah, I remember Laura. She had these like satin, like Hugh hefner sheets. <laughs> and I had totally forgotten that I ever had sh- sh- like satin sheets, but I did. They were really cheesy. I had them in three colors, pink, red, and black. And like the fact that like a guy I hooked up with so long ago remembered was so embarrassing. Your sheets leave an impression. I feel like I, I can remember the sheets of every person that I have been no. with. Yeah. Like, and I, they each have their own little unique thing, you know, like, oh, those like plaid sheets. Oh, God. Ugh. Oh, gross. Okay. Tell us about brick linen because these are good sheets yeah. and we love them. These and, yeah. are luxury linen sheets. They also have robes um, and it's without the luxury markups. They have beautiful airy linen pieces that give your bedroom a chic, relaxed feel while providing you with the ultimate comfort. They've got 12 beautiful linen colors and patterns to choose from. Laura and I both have them on our beds. We do. Guys, it's in their name, so you know it's good. Linen's newest linen collection is amazing. I couldn't recommend their products more. For graduates, newlyweds, friends, or family, or treating yourself to the bedroom upgrade you deserve, Bricklinen.com is giving an exclusive offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off and free 
shipping when you use promo code YOURSINGLE at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get 10% off and free shipping is to use promo code YOURSINGLE at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code YOURSINGLE. Brooklinen, these are the best sheets ever. We would like to thank our sponsor, Third Love. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I'm actually wearing the Third Love nursing bra right now. I'm wearing my Third Love bra right now. I really genuinely do love it. And, you know, it's hard to find a bra that fits and they take in so many things into account and it really does. It fits great. I I, I go to like fancy bra stores, but this is the bra I end up wearing all the time. I would say of all of our sponsors, Third Love is the one I get the most questions about from people that listen. They're like, do you really love your Third Love bra? Because I'm thinking about getting one. And I'm like, yes, get it. Especially I'm wearing the strapless right now. and I've always had trouble finding strapless bras that don't fall down. But they have like this kind of like rubbery like strip on the inside that stopped them from falling. They're I great. was with a mom and I was wearing a tank top and she's like, is that a nursing bra? My nursing bras go up so high you can always see them. I'm like, no, this is a nursing bra. And like it just, it fits like a normal bra though. Yeah. It's great. All right. Tell us more about it. Okay. So you can fi- do the Fit Finder quiz on their website. They ans- You answer a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in only 60 seconds. Over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date and found out what bra is right for their boobies. Uh, they have a 100% fit guarantee. So every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. So everybody wins. That's so cool. I really love that. Me too. Uh, Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off our first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash single now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash single for 15% off today. All right, Angela, it's time for us to jump into the mailbox. But first we have a couple, a couple updates. Yes, some house cleaning. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys have noticed, but in the last, I don't know, dozen or so episodes, we haven't had as many guests as we maybe have in the past. And we're curious to get your opinion on that because in the past when we've asked, you guys have said, I don't know, I like guests. I like it when there's no guests. We don't really have an opinion. Right. You like a mix. You like a mix. And so we've been getting pitched a ton of great relationship experts and coaches and authors. But honestly, there weren't any people that we felt were different enough to people that we've already had on the episode. And you guys write in a lot telling us that you just love our big sister BFF advice. And so we're like, all right, if this person's not offering a perspective that's that different from someone we've had in the past, like we're not going to have them on. Like we had Carly Shortino on from Vice and like we haven't had somebody like Carly. So we're like, we got to get Carly on the podcast. Right. She's awesome. And she was a great guest. We would love to have more people like her. Yeah. We want like more comedians, just more interesting perspectives, but needless to say, we're just curious to get your guys' opinion. Write us in. Tell us if you, if you miss us having some more relationship experts and authors on, or if you've been just enjoying Angie Pie and I <laughs> just dishing it out the two of us. I would also love if you guys have any ideas for guests that you think would you would be interested to hear us yeah. talk to. Then Perspectives that we haven't had on before. Shoot that over. Mm-hmm. Um, another up, uh, update. Thank you to everyone that, that wrote in. Yes, thank you guys so much. You're all so sweet and kind and 
we uh, we had read some negative iTunes comments a few well, episodes just one. ago. It was really one comment that we got like obsessed over because it was somebody that just tuned in very late and was like, why are there two people who, you know, are in a relationship and uh, doing a podcast called This Way You're Single? And we we like talked about it in depth and explained that like we've been on over 200 episodes. We've been on this like personal journey where we've been like very open about like the ups and downs in our own personal life and maybe you wouldn't know that if you had tuned in needless to say you listeners got like very angry <laughs> or not angry but um they you they- were protective which really warmed our hearts a lot um <laughs> should I, I i'm gonna read one of our favorites okay yeah read read one of our favorites okay this one the the subject was the bomb and she gave us five stars thank you this is her her name is Britt brax Hey, Britt Brax. She says, I love this podcast and I've been listening since the beginning. I feel like Laura and Angela are family. So when I read reviews bashing them, I'm going to speak up. First of all, the podcasts, uh, I'm sorry, the people saying that this podcast is misleading because neither of the ladies are single. Please zip it. They were in, they were in fact single when they started on their journey. And Technically, s- I was with Nick. I just wasn't married. Well, I mean, journey could mean anything. That's true. Uh, we all started single at some point in our journey. Um, so she says, when they started on their journey and have since found love, marriage, and a baby, this is why you're single is their brand. It might look a little different now, but I feel like they do a great job of explaining up front that their lives have changed. Also, I love the advice they give. It is truly big sisterly advice, as they say it is. I love y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. So thank you, Britt Brax, for that comment. That really means a lot to us. And everybody else who emailed and commented on iTunes, uh, we love the little community that we've created here at This Is Why You're Single. Um, you guys are the best. You feel like family, too. So Thank you. Thanks. All right. What do we got in the mailbox to answer this week? Okay. First up, we have oh, we have a mail listener rating in. Love that. It's Owen from London. Uh, Owen writes, I work in a city and nearly every day I pass this one particular girl on my way to work that I think is really pretty and has a cool dress sense. I don't know her, obviously have no idea whether she's single and of course have no idea what she's even like past her cute exterior. Do you have any advice as to how I could approach her to test the water, some sort of hello in a way which seems like a natural situation without being a creepy come on like some guy in a bar? My main concerns would be that I wouldn't want to make her feel uncomfortable or for it to seem forced and awkward, especially as we are still going to be passing in the street every morning. Thanks and all the best, Owen from London. Well, you're already like 10 steps ahead, Owen, because you're so considerate and concerned that you don't want to be creepy. So I'm really not that worried that you're going to be creepy because, you know, people that are creepy aren't worried about being creepy. Yes, I agree. So I think you could just say like anything that's kind of, I'm trying to think. Um, If you could find, I think, um, you know, if she was reading a book or something, or if she has, if she's holding anything, if she has like a bag from a certain store. Oh my God, I just went to that store last week. Right. Or if there's like a guitar player on the street, be like, uh, I love guitar players. What I can't stand is the tuba players. I don't know. Right. And I think like from there, you'll see how receptive she is to even talking to you. This is why this episode is called Reading Signals. Yes. You will read her signals. And you know, you just got to trust your instincts. If you feel like she's into it and she's laughing and talking and asking you questions, then maybe you could be like, listen, I, I mean, I feel like you could be honest. Be like, I see you every day. I kind of 
I think you're really cool. cute. Thank you. You're cute. You seem like a cool person, obviously. I don't know you well yet, but like, would you be interested in like grabbing coffee sometime? Yeah, I'd love to give you my number if you're interested in getting coffee. Right. Um, I was going to share these examples later when we get into our reason of the week, but I'll share them now because they feel relevant. So I shared an Uber pool recently, and this guy that was sitting next to me like tried to talk to me twice. Aye. And he was very nice, though. Mm-hmm. So the first time he goes, wow, your perfume is incredible. And I was like, <laughs> oh, thanks. And then I went back on my phone. So I kind of shut it down and because I'm married. And, you know, right. like, yes, I could have been in the mood to, like, make a new friend. But I just, like, wasn't in that mood that day. Yeah. And so I went back. to. I was like, oh, I was very polite. I was like, oh, thanks. And I went back to my phone. This was a long-ass Uber ride. It was, like, 35 minutes. So, so he got that signal and, like, let me do my thing. I was checking my emails. And then uh, and I had I put my sunglasses on because I wanted to take a nap. So I fell asleep. <laughs> and before we got to the location, he decided he's going to try one more time. So he goes, hey, so have you lived in Greenpoint for a while? And I kind of like woke up a little oh, bit God. and was like, oh, uh, seven years. I don't even live in Greenpoint, guys. <laughs> I was just like so out of it because I was mid-nap, but he didn't know. And he and so then he goes, me too. I just love it because I'm like kind of near Williamsburg, but not like not really. I like, I'm like living like a hipster senior citizen life, like LOL. So he's trying to like really start a conversation and like make jokes. He's doing a fantastic job. If I was single, I would have like totally chatted this guy up. He's being nice. He's not being creepy. Like, like I'm giving this exa- this example obviously didn't work for him because he was he was didn't look at the ring on my finger but he was doing a fantastic job and so then I was nice and I was like ha ha yeah totally and then at that point he was good at reading signals because he and he knew I've tried twice I've tried twice this girl's being very polite and nice to me but she's not actively engaging or asking me questions and so then they dropped me off and I was like have a great day. Like, nice meeting you. And I left. And so he was great at reading signals and he wasn't creepy and he tried twice and like props to him. And I think that that example is like kind of what you got to do. Like That sounds like a perfect social interaction. It was. Now, here is one that didn't go so well. It wasn't with me. I was walking by Whole Foods the other day and I and I witnessed the interaction. It was a guy passing a girl at Whole Foods and he goes, whoa, love your look. The bandana matches your pants. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so out of nowhere because the girl was literally like walking. She was like, wait, is this me? Is this not me? And then like it was like mid walk and she kind of turned around. And she was like, yeah, it does. <laughs> my bandana matches my pants. Okay, bye. And kept walking. And that was he wasn't necessarily what he said wasn't creepy. It was just like the approach and timing was totally off. And like, yeah. was this girl going to like turn around and be like, yeah, it matches my pants. I'm Bridget. Right. <laughs> yeah. The odds of you getting like a good conversation out of that one are low. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope those inspire you to like find a way to approach her if you're like, you know, in a in a way that's not creepy. Yes. All right. What else we got? Um, okay. Next, we have an email from our listener, Rose. And Rose writes, hello, ladies. I love your podcast and your bubbly, intelligent podcasts has helped me get through the week and my hectic dating life. Cool. Thank you, Rose. Um, she says, I met two wonderful guys and I don't know what to do. Wish, I'm sure so many people wish they had this problem. I know. All right. So first there's Rob. She says, Rob was in my friend group. We were on and off flirting and I told him I wasn't interested, but he pursued me for a while and now I'm casually dating him. I don't find him that attractive. He's a wannabe actor slash server and he's a little bitter at the world. 
Uh, but he's also terribly romantic. My friends all love him. He's charming and very emotionally supportive. At the same time, I'm still going on hinge dates and I met Amir, fake name. I wonder if that's a tribute to Jake and Amir. Um, She says, it took two minutes to realize this guy is me if I was a guy. We are ambitious, sassy, loyal, and funny. He's attractive, has a great paying job in finance, close to his family. But of course, I know him less because we've only been on four dates. I'm sexually active with Rob and about to breach that point with Amir. My question is, when do I have to choose and how do I choose? I have feelings for both of them and I would be happy with either, but both situations are getting intense fast. Please help. I feel like I can answer this immediately. Uh, You're not into Rob. You're actually not into (laughs) Rob. Maybe you think you are because you're sexually active with him and your friends like him, but that's those are the only benefits is that he's super into you and your friends like him, but you are not into Rob. Yeah. Those are not reasons to stay with somebody. Eventually you're going to learn to, you're, you're probably going to start to resent Rob. And then all those like cute little romantic things he does, you're going to be like, get the fuck out of my face, Rob. Yeah. You don't like Rob. Yeah. You, you just don't like, you don't like Rob. You, you don't like you Rob. You might really like Amir, which is great, you, but you don't you, like Rob. You really like Amir. You do not like Rob. So I would say, uh, you're about to get sexual with Amir. I think you maybe want to hold on to Rob. So maybe you're not like coming across as like too available with Amir. That's the only thing I could think of of why you're even staying with Rob. Cause like you're not into Rob. Your friends like him. You're right. Rob is kind of like uh, your safety net. Yeah, for sure. He's like your, yeah, he, he's a, he's a slam dunk. Yep. Um, but break it off with Rob and then start fucking Amir. <laughs> or like, I mean, I think that you, I mean, you don't know if Amir is sexually active with other people either. So, like, maybe you're going to have that conversation before you get sexually active. Um, And, like, transparency is important when it comes to that stuff. If she doesn't want to tell Amir that she, like, is still with Rob, I mean, you should never lie. But this is how I what I would do for this conversation. Because you want to know if Amir is sexually active. Because you if you're about to have sex with somebody, like you need to know. So I'd be like, "Hey, I really like you, and I like want to go there with you. I think like we have so much in common. You're you are like the male version of me, assuming that's something he'd want to hear. <laughs> and uh, uh, but like, are you dating anyone else? Are you sexually? I'm just I want to ask for like my own like safety. And if he's like, no, are you? Then you tell the truth. You say like, I was dating somebody, uh, and was sexually active with them but I really like you and like that is like that that's done <laughs> as of two as, seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> so like tell them the truth. Be like, I was sexually active with somebody that I was dating, but as things got more serious with you, I realized like, I, I really like you. I, you know, want to see where this goes. Right. And then you are never allowed to see Rob again. <laughs> right. Or, or if right? you want that, that's not lying. Maybe, like, is that maybe keep... like kind of misleading or is that? No, I think it's okay it, because it's okay. like, you don't know where things are going to go with Amir. Maybe you want to keep hooking up with Rob. Like I don't, and you could you know, always go back to him, but if you tell, but you should be honest with Rob that you, you don't want anything serious with him. Cause I think you don't like, yeah, no. you should, if you're going to keep hooking up with him, make sure he knows it's a hookup situation. And if you are going to keep hooking up with him, then you do have to tell Rob. But I think like you don't really want to. You're not even attracted to him. You don't like him. And you think he's like a wannabe. You're not even supportive of him. So you're kind of like a dick to him, to be honest. But uh, so basically, in an, in an ideal world, you just completely end things with Rob and see where things go with Amir. Yep. Uh, if any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. 
this week's reason is reading signals. Reading cues and body language is 100% important, and it's the line between breaking the ice, hitting on someone, and being creepy. Yep. You cannot convince someone who is not into you to change their mind. So you just got to read the signals. Like, you know, and like the example I gave of that guy that I met in the Uber pool, he... He knew he couldn't change my mind, but he was like, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't very clear. Yes, I complimented her perfume, but I'm going to try one more time. And he did it in such a not creepy way. He was just like, right. have you lived in Greenpoint for a while? And I was like, and I and I like answered, but in like a very clear way that I was not that engaged. Yeah. So he got my signals and he wasn't creepy. And like, that's what you got to do. Check I, people's signals. I definitely don't begrudge that guy like giving it a second try. I think that as long as you approach it in a non-aggressive way like he did, yeah, like go back in. Maybe the person was like distracted before and now they might be more receptive. I would say after those two interactions, that's when you need to back off. Because like like our first Owen, who was like so worried about being creepy, creepy people typically like their number one creepiness factor is that they can't tell that they're creeping people out. Yeah, just... Ask yourself, like, is this person excited to be talking to me and into me? Because somebody should be just as excited talking to you as you are to them. Like when I met Nick at a party, we were talking for three hours straight. I would have found an excuse to like get away. I would have been like, oh, hey, like I'm going to go refill my drink. Like I'll see you later if I didn't want to talk to him anymore. And I guess you could be like kind of oblivious and be like, oh, I guess you really wanted to refill my drink. Like uh, I'm going to like say, oh, let me come with you. But if someone that's into you would say like, I'm going to go refill my drink. Do you want me to get you anything? Or I, w- I want to refill my drink. Do you want to come? So just like read those signals. Yeah. You know? uh, I recently had a very weird experience where uh, I got out of my therapist's office and I was standing there on my phone. I just, you know, unloaded some, some emotional stuff. And then this man with a ponytail walked by and was like, he had like a very heavy Russian accent and he was like, I have to tell you, you look very cute today. Have a nice day. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. And then we gave each other high fives. <laughs> and then I went back to looking at my phone and that was my uh, sign that the, the interaction was over. And then he left. That's beautiful. You know that I got hit on from the Uber pool leaving my therapist's office? Oh my God. What is it? Maybe we just seem emotionally so open. We just have that fresh therapy glow. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, it's time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Reading signals and signs is so important when it comes to dating. We are going to test if Angela can see the signs by finding out if she knows the lyrics to the song The Sign by Ace of Bass. It's yes. a game we call Finding the Sign. Are you ready? I was born ready. Okay. I don't even know if this song is actually about like reading signals, but whatever. It's called The Sign. And but it has the word sign in and it. And we're going with it. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. Life is demanding. Oh, no. Blank. This is one of those moments where I realize I only know the chorus. <laughs> Life is demanding. Without blanky, blanky. Uh, without life is demanding. Without high fiving Russian men on the street. Without understanding. <laughs> oh. Okay. Next up. I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. I saw the sign. No one's gonna drag you up to get into the light where you belong. Yes. Where do you belong? That's the line after the one you oh, just said. Okay. No, no, you got it right. Oh, good, good. Light where you belong is right. I, under the pale moon, for so many years I wondered who you are. How could a person like you blank? 
love me. No, but I'm going to give you a hint for this one. Okay. Uh, how could a person like you... Marie Kondo is your hint. Throw me out? No, no. I'm still not even <laughs> going to give you the, the buzzer because you can get this. What, is, what do you ask objects when you're Marie Kondo? Does it... Bring me joy? How could a person like right. you bring me joy? Okay. Okay, we got two more for you. Under the pale moon where I see a lot of stars... Oh my god, I just felt it. I felt they were going a werewolf direction. <laughs> okay, last one. I, <laughs> I saw the sign, it opened up my mind, and I'm happy now. Blank. Living the life where you belong but that doesn't make sense but that's what i've always sang i think <laughs> i'm gonna give it to you because i'm happy now living without you oh <laughs> okay um <laughs> great job angela i have you. to say the one you got my favorite one is that you knew the ooh. Where, i know <laughs> we hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's this is why you're single podcast check out our book it's available on amazon barnes and noble and our audiobook on audible Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisisbyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Please like and subscribe on iTunes like our friends did earlier. Thank you, guys. And thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. That was a headgum podcast.